baby. What's up? What's going on, y'all? <laughs> right out of the gate. Let's go. Right out of the gate. Hey, welcome to another edition of Ministers with Mugs. I am Pastor Nate, and with me is Pastor Jay. What? Okay. What? Yeah. All right. I was not talking like Harry Carey. All right. Hey. Hey. Ministers with mugs. Uh, All right. Ministers with mugs. Round two, actually. This is episode number two. Numero um, dos for those who are watching in uh, the Spanish yeah. world. Actually, this is two B. Dos B. Because <laughs> uh, Nate's still learning some things about this equipment. It's okay. And, you- yeah. I mean, it's just I, I I feel bad because I put so much energy into that first part. Let me let me that just first part of our. Yeah, podcast. Let me just help you with this today because I okay. saw this somewhere else, and the Lord spoke to me about this this morning. This is crazy. So Wait, hold on, is this real? No, this is real. Okay, <laughs> I don't say I things didn't, like that. I didn't know if you're gonna roast me or what. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna roast you. See, uh, someone here. else was worried about. So uh, I was um, on Facebook. Somebody was worried about this test they just had to take, mm-hmm. and uh, worried about like they think they failed or whatever. And I'm like, man, that failure thing is such a mindset. So Nate, you didn't fail. You had the opportunity to learn and to grow, and if you have that, if see, if you have a failure mindset, you become that's part of your identity. So don't ever think you're a fail. You never, you didn't fail. You might have not reached the goal. You might have not succeeded, and you think, oh well, that's just you know a play on words or whatever. No, it's a mindset, man. You can't, you can't be a failure. You're not a failure. You learn, you grow, you either win or you get better. All right. So let's go. So I think I learned. You learn. I hope so because I don't want to do this again. <laughs> We'll probably just scrap it for the day. Yeah, if and if you're listening out there, you, your word of the day is, you cannot fail. You can't mess up. You can only fail if you stop. Yeah, yep, failing. Yep. We could do stop. a lot on failing. Don't stop. We could. We could do a whole episode on failing. Uh, but that's not today. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not today. Yeah, you got this But it's a there. good word. You get this. You get it. Do it. Learn. Grow. Be okay with messing up every once in a while. All right. If, you're not, if you don't mess up, you're not taking any risks. That's true. I'm definitely stepping outside my comfort zone with this. Swing, baby. Swing, swing away, baby. Meryl. Swing, baby. Swing away, Meryl. Movie? Signs. Yep. I see dead people. That's a different movie, <laughs> Tim. Come on. Okay. I'm afraid uh, of pantries forever after that yeah? movie. Yeah, okay. Wasn't that, good. No. Be honest. Did you make a foil hat after you watched that? No, I did not. So today we're ministers with mugs. I, we just, every time we come with our mugs, uh, today I am rocking my Colorado mug. This was a gift to me. Uh, if you gave me this, uh, you could totally remind me, but it's been sitting in my office for quite a while. I have no clue who gave it to me. I don't remember. And it's not because I don't like it. It's just because I just don't remember. Uh, Colorado, great state. Uh, today we're in the middle of a blizzard. So I figured, hey, you know what? What better way to honor what is going on outside <laughs> than to drink from a mug from a place that constantly has snow? That's true, but it's pretty snow up there, Colorado. In the mountains, it is. We need pretty snow. It's the snow is the same there as it is here. It's the mountains that are different. No, they don't have the wind that we have here. It doesn't they have matter. Mountains it, to stop the wind. You just said the snow is pretty there. Yeah, the snow. The snow's not pretty anywhere. Well, snow's pretty. It's the same snow as the is here. It's just there's mountains there. There's different molecules in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you heard it. You, so, heard, you heard it here, folks. They, the science guy. Someone speaks says. life into the snow in Colorado and speaks death into the snow in Nebraska. So it looks different. It's the same. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So Jay's drinking a Colorado mug mm-hmm. in Nebraska. So. Yep. Yeah. Go Rockies. What? A, mm, I'll allow it. Uh, I am drinking a mug. 
Uh, it says the word wisdom on it. Wisdom. And uh, I, I believe I got it from Judy Mendick. So thank you, Judy. And I thank mm-hmm. you for telling me that I am a wise person and not that I need to get more wisdom. Because that's what I understood when I got the cup. I said, hey, Nate, you're wise. Okay, well, just like the snow thing, you're probably wrong. <laughs> or learning. <laughs> not failing. Oh, man, you're good. Yeah, you just you learned something already. No. More more than one thing. No, nah, man, you that's one of that's one of the gifts that God's given you, man. You walk in wisdom really well. Well, thanks. Yeah. Keep us on track. Well, I'll tell you one of the ways I practice that, and it's by reading. Oh. And it's something that I really picked up in college. Uh, when I went to Christian college, I discovered Wait, that you I... You didn't learn to read until college? No, I knew how to read. I just never <laughs> did. I did not like to read. Uh, in high school, I worked super, super hard during school hours so that I would never have homework. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Nice. And I had an RI GPA. I got into college. Nice. I mean, I got A's and B's. Oh, boy. Yeah. But uh, I, I just did not like reading. But once I got into, once I discovered books that I enjoy reading uh, about topics that I like, then I was like, oh, look at that. Reading's fun. Reading's good. Yeah. So that's one of the ways I practice wisdom is by reading. So that's how we're going to start out today's podcast. We're just going to read a no, story? No, no. Can I sing a song? Only if it's in a uh, poetry form. Okay. So anyway, okay. we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're going to spare everyone of that. Uh, but yeah, so I asked Pastor Jay to come with a book suggestion uh, for this, the beginning of this episode, and I came with one as well. Yeah. I actually came with two, but I'm only going to do one. Uh, so Pastor Jay, what is your book and why? Why? Uh, hey, um, I, I really enjoy reading. I have a hard time reading. Um, I have a hard time sitting still for that long. So I tend to break things up in segments. So I know that when I'm reading a book and if I can just like power through it and just keep going and and I'm learning and I'm highlighting things that, uh, it's a really good book for me that I'm absorbing it really well. So, um, the last, this is one of the last books that I've read that has, has impacted me really well, just the way I think and the way um, I think about church and discipleship and a lot of different things. It's called The Other Half of Church. It's by Jim Wilder. Uh, the Other Half of Church by Jim Wilder. And um, it has to do with a word that they kind of made up called neurotheology. It's the mixture of um, how our brain functions in relation to um, to the Word of God. or to yeah. We all know, you know, we are created with purpose and with reason. And oftentimes... Uh, we tend to divide the two of science and, and, and creation and Christianity and all of those things, but they were never meant to be divided. And um, Jim Wilder and uh, uh, the other author is Michael Hendricks. Michael Hendricks is from Colorado, actually. Oh, well, yeah. So there you go. Good job, Michael. We planned that. Shouting it out. <laughs> um, anyway, so this, uh, this talks about... Um, how your brain functions and the ability to learn and to grow and to be discipled and to disciple others um, in, in outside of just trying to teach someone what they should and should not do or teach someone the yeah. principles of theology. Um, because we all know that, you know, we have emotions, we have feelings, we have mm-hmm. all of these things, and we're created um, with every thought and everything that our mind processes um, is processed through a few different things. And there's some keys that they can it can help you walk through, and I'll just share the the four keys that um, that they walk through in understanding what discipleship is supposed to look like um, in a transformational community. It's true joy found through connection and relationships is one of the keys. Uh, the Hesed love of securely attached communities. Hesed is an is a uh, Hebrew word, okay. 
and uh, it means this the kindness or love between people in a relationship mm-hmm. or the kindness and love between God and a person within a relationship. So it's really talking about community and how we're created wow. to grow within community, yeah. not outside of it. Um, and so, and then well, identi- well developed group identity based on the character of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a culture of uplifting, healthy correction. Nice. So understanding uh, how we grow together, how we think, how creation and theology mm-hmm. are intermixed, intertwined, because our creator yeah. is perfect theology. Absolutely. That, so, uh, that really fits in with kind of what we talked about last week with community and the aspect of yeah how bad we need it and how good it is for us. So if you didn't have a chance to listen to that episode, um, we'll just summarize it right here. Find community, get in it, get built up. You'll grow. Dead air. Crickets. Oh, shoot. Nope. Oh, for two. <laughs> I'll find I'll find the crickets at some point. Uh, so my uh, book suggestion, oh my gosh, if I would stop hitting the microphone, sorry about that, is is not necessarily this book. It's <laughs> it's the prequel to this book. I have purchased three of these books called The Traveler's Gift. Love the book. Great book. Read it so many times. Anyway, I have given three of them away and. I got to stop doing that because I really love the book and I want to read it. Well, Anyways. it's weird because you put your name on every book that you read. Yep. I tag it. So if you have a book and it has that word on it. That word. Yeah. That it name. It looks like free, but it's like Frewo. Frewo. It's not that difficult of a last name. You know what it is. I didn't learn to read till college. Okay. So. That, no, that was me. <laughs> Jay just learned to read like six years ago uh, when he became senior pastor. Okay, Nate. Okay. Uh, we can't both t- drink coffee at the same time because yeah. then we have dead air. Anyway. Crickets. Yeah, let's try again. No, don't do it. No. No, just, just stop three. touching buttons. Oh, Deep breath. Regroup. Okay, so this book is The Traveler's Summit, but the book I want to highlight is by the same author, Andy Andrews, and it's called The Traveler's Gift. Uh, it's, it's a very interesting book because it is fiction as well as historical. Yeah. Uh, self-improvement. There's a bunch of different areas that it covers just in the one book. So if you're going to go look for it at a bookstore or online or whatever, uh, I mean, it could be in a bunch of different sections, which is awesome. So yeah, <clears throat> the basic premise is, uh, you know, it's it's a fictional story. It's a story about this, this man who hits rock bottom and um, is chosen to be what they call a traveler. And so he gets the opportunity to go back in time and learn these life lessons from historical figures. Mm. And so it's really fun to, uh, it was the first time I read a book and like, wow, this is fun, you know? Yeah. Uh, since Dr. Seuss when I was in elementary school. Okay. No, <laughs> don't push buttons, bro. Dang it. Okay, there's only one left, so I'll find <laughs> crickets eventually. <laughs> and I'll stop giving us opportunities for crickets. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this book is... So inspirational, and it's fun. And, I mean, every time you read a chapter, they're explaining the, the setting of where they're at, and you're kind of like guessing, oh, who's the, who's the historical figure going to be this time? Yeah. Oh, it's about this time? Oh, really big dude? Yeah, all that stuff. Anyway, it's a great book, uh, great story. It's fun to read. It's easy to read. Um, and you can just really just get wrapped up in the story and learn something so foundational and uh, inspiring to your life to where you can – because um, it, it's about seven daily decisions to 
improve your life, to make the best of your situation. Yeah. Is there any sort of biblical foundation in it, or is it purely fictional? Oh, yeah, there there is. I mean, the, the author is, is Christian and pretty outspoken Christian, and then some of the, spoiler, some of the historical figures are figures from the Bible, too. So Okay. So everything is can be directed and redirected back to the, the Word of God and, you know, things that you can find, teachings you can find in Scripture. Yeah. All right, so check it out, Andrew Andrew. No, Andy Andrews. Andrew Andrews. I guess his mother probably calls him Andrew. Traveler's Gift. Yep. And then you go to Traveler's Summit. Traveler's yes. Gift, actually, I read it in like a week. It's yeah. pretty. It's a pretty big book, but it's very entertaining, and, and you can get through it pretty quick. Absolutely. Take good notes. Yes. And then The Other Half of Church by Jim Wilder and Michael Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Great book if you're, into, if you're into science, the way the brain works. Um, it's uh, two great options, but mm-hmm. I think the greatest of all options if you are not reading the Word of God, the Absolutely. Bible, the inspired Word of God, He is His Word, mm-hmm. then you are missing out on a huge portion of who you are called to be as a Christian. Absolutely. And, you know, we have such an opportunity, you know, in today's day and age, the Bible is so readily available. Like, I can look around in this office, and we probably have three or four different books of the different Bibles, yeah. and, um, you know... How amazing that we live in a time where the Bible is just at our fingertips. You can download an app on your phone. You can go to a website. Uh, you know, it's such a wonderful, wonderful thing of our Christ, uh, Christian life. And I think it's often overlooked because it is an older book. It is so big. Where do you start? What, what do you do? How do you truly understand things? There's so many different contexts, so many different settings of the books that was written, so many different authors. But the Word of God is life. The Word of God is active. You know, we find that in Hebrews 4. Yeah. You know, the, what verse? No. 12. Oh, man, I was going to say 12. Oh, you're so close. But, yeah, so, uh, you know, when we were talking about, you know, reading books, there's, you know, outside the Bible, there's there's so much wisdom to be learned from reading books because you're, you're I mean, you're reading someone's life's work in 200 pages. Yeah. But we we get to read God's work, Jesus' life in the Bible, and it, it can be intimidating. It can be daunting because it is such a big book. It's so old. Um, it's been translated numerous times. Yeah. So my question I want to pose to you, Pastor Jay, mm-hmm. is if get into it. If I am coming to you and be like, hey, I love church. I love worship. I, I love hearing about the Word. I love the sermons, but I've never really read the Bible for myself, and yeah. I don't know where to start. What should I do? Where should I start in the Bible? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, so it, it's probably a, a lot more complex answer than just hey, start here, read well, here. We got fifteen minutes. So. All right. Well, let's 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 <laughs> break into it then. So if you're not familiar with the Bible, if you are familiar with the Bible, you know that it's divided into um, two testaments: the Old Testament, the New Testament. The Old Testament is the um, goes all the way from creation up till the time of the appearance of Jesus Christ um, on this earth. It gives foundational beliefs of our um, of of our. It gives all of our history, um, the history of the Jewish people, uh, the history of Israel. Um, it goes through um, all, all. It defines really old covenant. It defines the character of God the Father, and it is an incredible opportunity to grow and to learn. Um, there are covenants, uh, which is basically the laws that God gave um, and the promises that he made with his people um, in the Old Old Testament. Um, a lot of you will say, well, that's Old Covenant, that's New Covenant. 
Um, so that's what they're talking about when they say old covenant, new covenant. Um, there are so many principles and so many good things within the entire first half of the Bible, which is which is the Old Testament, um, all the way from creation um, through the prophets, through the kings, um, all of those things, stories like Esther and stories like Job, all of those things that um, you can just gain so much wisdom and life from. And so um, I, there's not a bad place to read in the Bible, but if you're just starting out, um, New Testament, uh, the Bible says that Jesus came to not ab- to not abolish the old covenant, but to fulfill the old yeah. covenant, yeah. and that's a that's a whole nother conversation. Maybe we'll get into it some other point. But when you're talking about reading, you have to understand the basis for our life today is found in the life of Jesus and what he did and what he accomplished in the faith that he's calling us to through him. Um, the, you know, the Bible says that there's only one way only one way to the Father, and that is through the Son. And so uh, understanding that we have to understand why Jesus was Jesus, what he did. And so a great place to learn that, and I do it because, you know, there's 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 uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's four uh, accounts of the life mm-hmm. of Jesus yeah. uh, made from the uh, disciples, and then Luke, who was uh, not a disciple. But um, so four accounts um, of Jesus's life. So what I tell most early new believers is, hey, start in John, which is the fourth gospel. Mm -hmm. Start in John, read through John, and then just continue right on into Acts. Because what the John gives you the history of the life of Jesus, and then Acts gives you the history of modern Christianity, um, how it started, where it was, why why we are who we are, what Mm -hmm. we believe, why we believe what we believe. And uh, that foundational truth of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is found right there in Acts, and then you find everything that the disciples did and the foundations that they laid. Because I know that if, if you're going to grow anywhere, you need a good foundation. True. And so um, I would do that, John, all the way through Acts. And then, um, you know, there's a lot of other books of the Bible that were letters written to the early churches that if I know that someone's going through a certain thing or I know that we're in a certain season in, in the earth or in the church, I know that I can look at those places specifically for wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would encourage everyone to do is um, read through Proverbs. You can read one. If you start at the first day of the month, you'll finish by the last day of the month reading mm-hmm. one chapter. It'll take you f- five minutes at the yeah. most. Uh, but there's so much wisdom in Proverbs, um, which is an Old Testament book. So um, <clears throat> every day I, I, I read a, a chapter of Proverbs and then um, – kind of wherever the Lord leads me. But if you're just starting out, start in John, read all the way through John and Acts. Okay, that's good. So yeah, I guess for me, I would I would advise along the same lines too. You know, it's if, if you don't know where to start, start with Jesus is, mm-hmm. is what I believe. And um, I know the Bible is big and daunting. You know, I, I make it a point to read through it every year. And, you know, a lot of times outside of my study, uh, it does take an entire year just to get through because it's what two thousand pages or something, and yeah. you know it, it is daunting. And there's a lot you feel like you can miss out, or you can, um, you know, you have to re- keep rereading things because there's so much info. And that's the beautiful thing about the Bible is you know you can read the same thing multiple times throughout your life and different stages of your life. It's gonna God's gonna speak to you differently because of your circumstances or your yeah. specific revelation at that time. And, you know, when you're reading the Bible, there's a right and there's a wrong way to read the Bible. You don't okay. read it as a matter of fact. It, you, um, the, the Bible is the inspired yeah. Word of God. It was written, inspired by the power of the Holy Spirit, and it is meant to be read within that power of the Holy Spirit. 
So asking the Spirit Absolutely. to give you rel- to, to give you uh, revelation in each thing that you read, it's called the Rama Word of God, which means the, it's the breath of life that mm-hmm. He breathes within the Word. I don't know if this ever happens to you, but there's been times in my life and, and many, many people who they, they know a scripture, they've heard a scripture before, but at some point in their life, they read this scripture, this story, or 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 uh, something they see within the, within a scripture, and they're like, "Man, that just came alive within me." That's the way the inspired word because it's it is living, it is alive, and you and I today, as Christians, inspired by the Holy Spirit, are an extension of His word. We're an extension of the story of God as His chosen people, um, as all were we're called to be to enter into the family of God. So we're we're literally an extension of who this is and this is the foundation of everything that we are and are supposed to be. So when you read the Bible, don't read it like, okay, this is what Jesus said, this is a matter of fact, this is what I shouldn't shouldn't do. This you read it, you you invite the Holy Spirit, and you say, Holy Spirit, would you just teach me? Would you lead me? Would mm-hmm. you guide me? And then once something pops out, take your time. Like yeah. don't rush it. Ask the Holy Spirit, ask the Father, God, what did you mean that? What does that mean to me right now, right today? Because the you know, this book was written a long time ago, but it is relevant today just mm-hmm. as it was when it was first penned. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's that's so important to uh, read the Bible empowered with the Spirit. Okay. Yeah, I, 100%. And, I mean, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. It was written, inspired by the Holy Spirit. It should be read the same way because that's yeah. when it's going to— that's when— you know, you're going to hear God's voice. That's when you're going to see the the principles come to life and the values from it. So that's awesome. Yeah. So when it comes to, to Scripture, what are some things that you, some questions that you have wrestled with over the years on, you know, things like uh, what translation or, um, man, this was written 2,000 years ago. How wh- What are some specific areas that you've uh, struggled with through your process of reading the Bible or have been challenged in areas? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm not trying to like be, you know, I, I understand that there's, there's people who um, struggle with different aspects of Christianity and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, question things all the time, but what part of our Christian walk doesn't require some portion of faith? Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I want faith, but the Lord says in, in his word, he said, if you don't have faith, you should ask for it. Like, yeah. there, there's a gift of faith that he pours out upon people. That there's certain individuals with a gift of faith. And um, everything that we read and everything that we do within our Christian walk requires some level of faith. Now, I've never had, like, um, I've never gotten too caught up in um, different translations or anything like that. I've pretty much kept it simple. Um, I use... Um, basically two versions, New American Standard and New King James. And um, so I, I, I pretty much stick with those two translations. Not that other translations are bad, but um, there's so many different translations right now. you got the Passion Translations, the Message Translations, which are awesome when you're, when you're uh, entering into this and you want to just read through it mm-hmm. and you want to understand it really well. Um, but the Bible is like you said, is a translated book. And oftentimes you need to go back to the original to understand because there's words in the Greek and in the yeah. Hebrew that just we don't have a good translation for. And even our understanding of the words in English are different than yeah, the understanding sure. of the word uh, as it was originally written. So if there's something you don't understand, there's, but there's, like you said, there's so many tools out mm-hmm. there that you can use and so many different Bibles and so many things you can download online. Um, you know, and if, if you want to get into what some of those things are, you know, the olive tree is, is great. Uh, Blue line is another great 
uh, study reference, but so that you can actually see what words mean, yeah. and then you can get a better understanding of what he actually said. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I, you can read. It, the most important thing is read, yes. listening to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever translation you choose, whatever you choose to do, uh, read, listen to the Holy Spirit. And he'll guide you and he'll lead you because sure. he knows your heart. <clears throat> yeah, and when you're kind of touching on this, the, the more you get into Scripture, too, the more, you know, not necessarily questions in a bad way, like you're questioning everything, but as, you know, things that make you want to dive deeper and dig deeper and yeah. try to understand on a, you know, a more profound level. And with the with the words, you know, the like you were saying, just as an example, the word love, like there's seven different Greek words right. used for love, and we just have love, love in yeah. English. Yeah. And way to be creative, English people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, by the way, English is not the greatest language no. ever created in the history of mankind. No. Just so you and know, they make rules and they break them. Yeah. I before E, except after C. Or whenever else you want. Whenever you don't want to do that. It doesn't make sense. But, I mean, that just goes to show that when when you do jump into Scripture and you're reading it, God is going to reveal some things. He's going to bring some some questions into your heart, uh, some thought processes that, you know, you may not have had by yourself. And then that's the Holy Spirit talking to you. That's the Holy Spirit revealing some things to you and and igniting something in you to dig deeper and to learn it for yourself. Yeah. You know, I grew up in church. I heard all the Bible stories. I knew, I, I, I mean, I knew the stories. I didn't know the Bible, but I knew these things. But then when I flew out of the nest, so to speak, and was challenged on what the Word of God said and where to find it, I was stumped. I didn't, yeah. because I didn't have the Word of God for myself. And I think that's a dangerous place for a lot of Christians. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's a dangerous place, and I think a lot of Christians unintentionally end up there just because, I mean, we have so many great preachers like Pastor Jason Warner who can just bring the word and you <laughs> learn and you receive and you understand things from that. But it's really supposed to be not the end all for everyone's study. It's supposed to be the beginning for everyone's study and receiving the word for themselves. Yeah, I'd agree. And, you know, we, uh, there's so many, there's so many scriptures even that, um, and, and I'll say this, there's so many scriptures that we know but are out of context, and so we use them inappropriately. And one mm. of the biggest, the worst things that we can do is um, use God's word in a way that it wasn't intended. Mm-hmm. And so when, you, when you're reading the word, what I love to do is I like to understand, okay, who was this written to? When was this written? What yes. was going on yes. at the time? Understanding the history and the context of the word gives you a better understanding of how it can be applied to me today. And so, um, you know, don't take scripture out of context. Don't take take principles out of context. Don't take the character of God out of context. Um, find that understanding, and sometimes that takes you know the Holy Spirit really revealing to your heart and and having an open heart and an open mind when you're reading scripture. Because like I said, it is alive. It will speak to you. It will yes. move you. It will allow you to grow. Um, but context matters. Yes. Like context matters. So um, understand what's before it, what's after it. Uh, read through it. Understand you know, the, the, in the totality or the, the wholeness of what the scripture mm-hmm. was saying and who he was speaking to can really help you in your spiritual growth and your spiritual walk with God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because you're learning first off, and then you're just, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to, you're opening yourself up to the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Yeah. And we all need that. We all need that. It's a good thing, man. It is. And if, when I was in college, we read this book called Scripture Twisting. Hey, just so, in case you didn't know, Nate went to college. 
two degrees. <laughs> <You're> such a <laughs> dork. <laughs> but we read this book called Scripture Twisting, and it's essentially that um, you know some some people, very few people do it maliciously, but there are like denominations that uh, have twisted scripture to say what they want it to say and understand it how they want to understand it that makes them feel good and and honestly we're all guilty of that it's just not good to live there and it's we need to con- consistently pursue the holy spirit and allow him to speak to us as we're learning scripture and you know that that's the beauty of reading different translations too you may understand things one way by reading this translation but when you read the other translation it just brings everything full circle but it um we, we need those tools to dive deep to truly understand what is being said. Uh, and like, I mean, what you said, know the setting, know the audience, you know, what's happening, what's the entire book saying, what's the yeah. entire chapter saying, and don't just pick things out that feel good. Yeah. And let me, and, and this as well, I mean, it's so important to have conversations about scripture because if you're in your echo chamber within your own reading, yeah. um, then you only get your perspective on things. So find people that you can talk to about different scriptures or what you feel like the Lord's saying. Ask them, hey, what do you see this meaning? How does this apply to me right now in my situation where I'm at? Um, you know, there's people, there's lots of different people you can talk to. Um, within your community, if you're if you're trying to learn all this by yourself, you're going to get frustrated. Yes, um, that's just true. the bottom line because it is, uh, it can be so deep and so overwhelming and so um, daunting of a task to get into scripture. But um, I think one of the greatest and easiest access points within scripture is um, so I think that everyone should find a life scripture, a scripture that um, and it can change over time. It can change in your in your um, whatever season that you're in, but what is the scripture that defines kind of who you are and what you're about? And uh, if you can realize that and then begin to learn scripture, begin to memorize that scripture, begin to, to, to speak that scripture into truth over your life, um, have your kids, like, find them a scripture that they just absolutely love and that they can learn. And uh, I know that that is a great opportunity to jump into a better understanding. And it's a great, easy thing to, to share as well. Yeah. Well, since you made that comment, let's go ahead. And the uh, last thing we'll do on this podcast is to share currently what our life verses are. Yeah. So I'll start since, yeah, since I had time to look it up. But mine is uh, Colossians 3, verse 17. And I, if you're wondering, I'm reading out of the NASB. Uh, but verse 17, it says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So, I mean, for me, it's just I, I, I don't want to do things in life that I'm not going to give my full effort to. I'm not going to I don't want to do things that I'm not going to find success in because I want to honor God with with what I do and, and be a good example of of work ethic, of determination, of grit, of maintaining and um, staying true to to you know, what I value and what's true and real to me through Jesus. So, yeah, that's why uh, Colossians 3, 17, that, I mean, that's my life verse. Um, you know, whatever I do, no matter what I do, I want it to be done to glorify God, and I want to do it to the best of my ability because even if I don't do it perfect, if I'm doing it to the best of my ability, I know I'm honoring God and I'm being true to myself and the created being that I am in Christ. Yeah, that's good, man. Thanks. 
Yeah, and if you're if you're watching, you feel free to share your life verse yes. with us or a verse that the Lord's really been speaking to you. Um, like I said, start a conversation about the Word of God because He is in His Word. You yes. want you want to invite the Holy Spirit into any situation? Share His Word. Yeah, share His life. Begin to talk about it. Go to a coffee shop. Begin to read His Word. See what conversations come up. Ask somebody you don't know. Like, hey, listen to this and tell me what you think it means. And then just open up the open up the conversation. So, uh, mine's changed quite a bit over, you know, depending on what I'm going through, where I'm at. Um, but it, it's good because then you begin to memorize yes. um, different things. So uh, right now the Lord's been speaking to me as second Corinthians. So my, mine is second Corinthians four seventeen. It says for our light affliction, which is, but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Mm-hmm. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And so I've just really been in this this process of with everything going on in the world of making sure my focus stays on the eternal, yeah. making sure that people's hearts are right for the eternal, for their for their mm-hmm. eternal destination, for their eternal home, and allowing those eternal principles to dictate the choices I make in the physical realm and helping me walk through life. So right now, if I mean, even if you're driving in your car and you're you know you're processing things and you're trying to figure things out, I would encourage you ask the Lord, God, what eternal things are you wanting to do? Are you wanting to give me joy, peace, righteousness, wisdom? What can I do right now to develop these things in my life rather than focusing on the things that are temporal that tend to take yeah. up most of our time? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we get so distracted so easy by the temporal and God's saying, hey, I'm eternal. He's on his throne. He's doing well. And uh, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping to uh, I'm hoping to follow him, to learn, to grow um, continually. Yeah. And so that's good. But man, if you aren't reading, if 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 you need to hear the voice of God, get in the Bible. Yes, absolutely. He'll speak to you through it. Start in the Gospels. Start in Acts. Honestly, just start. That's the main thing. Just do it. Just yeah, start. That's the yeah. He is faithful. He'll he'll show you. He'll direct yeah. you. He'll bring things to life for you. Yeah. The hardest part about about um, accomplishing anything is starting something. Yeah. So just do. Just do it. Just do. Download a Bible study. Like. Like this is the most fruitful thing you can mm-hmm. do with your life is understand his word, understand his character, understand his love for you through his scripture. Yeah. So start right now. Yeah. Do and, it. <laughs> if you need something, stop in the office too. I mean, we have, as you can see, we have plenty of resources. Uh, we want to do anything we can to enlighten people, to give them the opportunity to experience Jesus and hear his word. So with that, Jason, Pastor Jason, we are going to wrap up our episode number two yeah so we want to thank you for joining us on ministers with mugs the abundant life podcast uh follow us on youtube go to our abundant life page and uh we'll post this on facebook on youtube working on getting things posted to uh, apple podcast spotify podcast uh but just stay involved stay plugged in uh, get with community and pursue God together. Any last words? Yeah, uh, Colorado, the Sunshine State. Let's go. No, that's California. Uh, whatever. Uh, love you guys. Share it up. Let's yes. let's uh, do this again next week. Yes, we'll see you guys. Have a wonderful week. Deuces.